0: I wrote an essay saying how much I wanted a pony of my own. And we I entered my essay and went to this big competition. And well, I should say I actually didn't win. I got second place and someone gra- like very graciously donated another horse to the second place winner. And so that was my first horse. We had no idea it was going to be a yearling pony of America that knew absolutely nothing. And so my kind of dive into the training world was breaking my first horse at 11 years old.
1: Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans.
2: And Karen, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Main & Tail. We love Main & Tail. Love them. So this time, we're talking about Main & Tail Protect Line Medicated Shampoo, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's wonderful stuff. We love this stuff. Now, we have our older dog, Sparky. How old is Sparky, Karen? He's 12 years old. Sparky's 12 years old. We got him when he was how old, Karen?
1: He was like 12 weeks.
2: He was a 12-week-old rescue dog. We yes, got him from the, the shelter, mm-hmm. and he was neutered, right? mm mm-hmm. Neutered yes, was. very young. And unfortunately, what we learned recently is when dogs are neutered early, sometimes they develop skin problems. And our Sparky... He's got... Whew, major skin problems.
1: Major skin problems. So
2: we've taken him to the veterinarian. They've given him steroids, medicated shampoos that they've you know made us buy, and yada yada. I've tried other equine medicated shampoos. You know what works, Karen?
1: The mane and tail pro
2: The mane and tail pro medicated shampoo. So we can totally i don't know what type of magic is in this stuff however we've tried diet we've tried the steroids we've tried steroids work but they work short term they're not long-term thing he starts itching guess what we do we bathe him with some protex shampoo medicated shampoo and it's healing him it.
1: yeah his hair's growing back his he looks great growing,
2: it's amazing so thank you so much mane and tail for putting this product out. so we know many people at home, they have horses with bad skin or hair issues or hot spots on their pets, their dogs. Who knows? I don't know if it's going to help your animal, but it's helping Sparky. It sure is. And it sure does make us feel better. The poor dog couldn't even sleep at night. He sheds like crazy. He's got crazy dandruff and he's got oily skin. I mean, he's... We don't know what the heck is wrong with him, but the protect medicated shampoo fixes him. So we just want to say thank you Man and Tail. If you at home have any type of sensitive uh, skin areas on your horse or dog or who knows what pet pig i don't know whatever <laughs> give main and tails protect made it medicated shampoo a shot and uh it might just help just like it did our sparky yeah so thank you so much main and tail we can't thank you enough for and, finally
1: and sparky can't thank them enough either
2: sparky cannot thank you enough. wait till sparky sees you guys he is gonna kiss you like crazy So. Uh, His hair's growing back. He's not scratching like crazy anymore. The the hot spots are going away. So soon enough, he'll be a model again, Karen. (laughs) So we got him on a diet and everything. We're we're, (laughs) we're bringing him back. So thank you so much, Mane and Tail. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. Karen. Super excited for today's! Yeah, this is training.
1: exciting.
2: Yeah, I love I love these shows. So we, uh, with anything else on the podcast, we like to have the seasoned veterans and the up and comers. Can we so sure today do? We have one of those up and comers in the sport. Um, we have an up and comer U twenty five team member. Welcome to the show, Megan Sykes. Welcome.
0: Hi. Thank you
2: for having me. This is super exciting. We love love getting into new people, and we kind of think it's kind of fun to say, yeah, "Hey, we're we're introducing." the next generation yes, to the whole community so here we are so megan yeah. uh thank thanks again for joining us this is really exciting for us and we really appreciate it yeah i'm excited too so uh where, where where are you coming to us from
0: i am currently at home in midland texas
2: midland texas i'm not familiar with texas too much where's midland is that north south east west
0: West, West Texas. Oh, it's a, okay. o- it's a big oil and gas town here
2: in West Texas. Wow. So. Wow. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Wow. Oil and gas town. <laughs> yes. That sounds like money yes. at least when the oil prices are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The- is, there, is there a very big event in country out there?
0: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of Western and rodeo and that kind of stuff. But um, I definitely do a lot of traveling to the horse shows, but it's a good place to call home and my husband and I have a pretty good business here in our own barn. And so it works for us.
2: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, that's, that's what I love too about this is that it's not all about the East coast and the West coast. There's a whole middle of the country that are heavy vendors out there making a go of it. And and we like to bring that up to remind people that, Hey, just because you live in an area that isn't heavy in it doesn't mean you can't do it and do it successfully. Right. Correct.
1: Yep. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Megan, one thing we love to do is we love to go back and hear your story. So, can you take us back and tell us how you got your start in riding and then work your way into eventing?
0: Yeah. Um, So, I was born in Phoenix, Arizona, and my mom always had horses growing up herself, and we had horses in the barn always. So, I just remember riding from a super young age and my mom teaching me kind of all the basics. And then I moved to Keller, Texas in fourth grade and kind of started getting into more of the show world. Um, I raised a lot of livestock. I was in 4-H. I did goats, chickens, pigs, like all that stuff. So I would kind of enter in the 4-H shows with my horses and did everything. There's Western pleasure, English pleasure. There's show show jumping and barrel racing and just kind of dabbled in everything I'd go to any show my parents would haul me to pretty much (laughs) and um then I I got my first horse that was actually my own when I was probably oh I had to be probably 11 before then i just stole all my mom's horses. <laughs> she'd she'd buy herself something nice, and I'd say, "Oh well, I want to try riding it." And I'd just take the ride on it. So, um, but the horse that I got, my parents definitely made me work for it. I actually won him an essay contest through 4-H. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wrote an essay saying how much I wanted a pony of my own, and we, I entered my essay and went to this big competition. And well, I should say, I actually didn't win. I got second place. And someone gra- like very graciously donated another horse to the second place winner. And so that was my first horse. We had no idea it was going to be a yearling pony of America that knew absolutely <laughs> nothing. And so my kind of dive into the training world was... Breaking my first horse at 11 years old. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Wow. Um, so I kind of, you know, messed around with that horse and he was definitely stubborn. I fell off a lot and, but learned a lot and started cross country schooling with him a little bit with my trainer then. Her name was Carrie Ferrer and um, just kind of dabbled in everything. And then when I was in high school, I decided I really wanted to get serious about eventing. I'd already always kind of admired it and decided that was the route I wanted to go. And so my parents bought me my next horse, which is a Hanoverian mare that we kind of had no idea how talented she was because we didn't really know anything about the high competition world. And I started taking lessons with my cuber and Heather Morris at Gold Chip Stables and made it my mission at 15 that I wanted to go from never eventing in my life to making young riders in two years. So uh, that was kind of my goal and went from beginner novice with that mare, made the young rider team in 2014 and it did not go very well. I fell off at jump three, but (laughs) I learned, I learned a lot and really just dove super deep into the eventing world and fell in love with it a ton, going to all the area five shows and that community and everything. Um, And then after that decided to go out to California with Heather Morris for a winter and be kind of her working student and see what it was like to event somewhere else and moved up to intermediate with that mayor did a couple intermediates and then decided, you know, she was a bit too careful to go really any higher, and so we sold her. And then I got my now upper level horse Mo, and I was working student for Heather Morris, working student for Tammy Smith, and it's basically just been history ever since trying to make it as a professional eventer. Wow. So, wow!
2: How long were you with Tammy? Um,
0: I was. I mean, I mainly always kind of, I was really with Heather for a very long time. Um, And then I came home for a little bit and then went back and was kind of a working student for both of them while they were in business together. Um, And then I just kind of, you know, gradually kind of went over to Tammy as Heather started kind of slowing down in her competition world and um, worked for Tammy for basically anytime I'd go out there. So I'd come home from for Texas for vacations and for my horses and when it wasn't show season. And then anytime I go back out there, you know, I'd, I'd work for her as a way to afford doing this sport pretty much, you know, cause I, I mean, I couldn't afford full training and board and all that. So I would just work for her to be able to do what I love. So, yeah.
1: right.
2: That's one yeah. thing that's great about eventing is the, the working student, you know, programs. that.
0: No, it's, it's amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. It yeah. I it's awesome. We, I remember we were in Wellington once oh, at yeah. the line in Dunkin Donuts. So we're in Wellington, you know, and somebody was like in line on the phone, you know, some snobby, you know, person, she was like appalled. She was telling the story about how she was appalled at someone like, came to the farm. It basically has to be a working student, you know? And she was like, Oh my gosh, like who does this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's always, I mean, I'm sure there are exceptions, but just it's so common in the eventing world. Yeah. Thank God, you know, cause
0: um, thank goodness. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's such a hard world to get into, especially when you, you, you know, you not everyone has a, is wealthy and, you know, it's a, it's amazing that there's these programs that can just let, Pretty much anyone who's willing to work can make it. And that's what's super inspiring about eventing. So
2: Yeah, for right. sure. Now how long how long did you keep all the work and student things out? Like did you go straight from that that time to starting your own business or?
0: Yeah, so I oh gosh, but I mean, I was still working for Tammy even last year. Oh, and wow. I yeah, I was I when she was kind of in her like going around in Europe and doing her amazing things that she does. Um, I was kind of at the farm in Temecula and working there and kind of figuring out things there on my own. And thankfully I've, um, met some great people actually through my husband's lesson program here. They started taking lessons with him and, um, Came to a couple of my horse shows, fell in love with eventing, and decided they wanted to buy a few horses and kind of be business partners with me. And that's kind of how my own kind of separate career has kind of taken off, you know. Okay. Um, so I got super lucky meeting some awesome people. But, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think there's a little bit of luck of meeting people. but Then there's also people discount the fact of being able to talk to people and and build a relationship yeah. and build trust and, mm-hmm. and be a good horse horse person that mm-hmm. people that are around you can see and get behind so there's you know yeah. the luck is you know what do they say L- luck is when uh opportunity and preparation come together so
0: yes for it. sure i agree
2: yeah <laughs> so tell us about so the business is called classics eventing so tell us about yeah. tell us about what you have there
0: yeah so um i've got kind of my line of competition horses that i'm kind of trying to build i've got Mo my upper level horse that we just moved up to advanced and then I've got a mare that I just imported from Germany who is 6 and was doing the jumpers over there and was about to start competing before all the COVID-19 things started happening so she's just kind of training at home and then I've got another young thoroughbred mare that I'm really excited about she's going to be a cool horse and then you know kind of the goal for classics eventing is to be uh, import and sales business. Um working on I'm working right now on getting a few more imported from Germany and I've got one little thoroughbred mare that's kind of in the sales program and that's really where I want my business to kind of go. And I can always be working on improving my writing and competing and you know, just always be out there with lots of different horses and learning and improving. So. Yeah. yeah.
2: And you mentioned your yeah. husband now, your husband teaches as well. Like how yeah. does your husband fit into this? And yeah.
0: So my, my husband's name is Reed Sykes and he, uh, is an awesome natural horsemanship guy. He's a total cowboy. He's amazing. He's taught me so much about the groundwork and just really learning that whole side of the training with the horses. And so he helps me with all my young horses that are coming along. The thoroughbred mare now, her name's Penny that I'm really excited about. She, he started her from when she was two years old and she is just the most trained horse ever. She's so cool. And, um, so he's got his business here in Midland that he's here all the time. He breaks a lot of colts, works with problem horses for people, teaches you know, the Western lessons. He does a lot of cow work, ranch work, that kind of stuff. Um, So it's been really cool being married to another horseman and a a good one at that too. Uh, That has taught me something. And I've kind of opened his eyes to more of the English world. And I criticize his Form all the time, and, he, <laughs> and he, he's always like, "What's equitation?" I'm like, come on! <laughs> but it's been it's been awesome, and he's he's a really awesome trainer. So, gotcha.
2: so is he fall under classics? He, he doesn't fall under classics, even he has his own.
0: No, he's got he's got his own. It's uh, his business is devout horsemanship. Oh, cool. Here in Midland, Texas. So that's he's awesome. got his own. Yeah, he's got his own little business that's rocking and rolling, and. We've got our barn out our, in our backyard where we can keep an eye on our horses all the time. Uh, and, Western yeah. saddles
2: and English saddles all in the same. Yeah. Cowboy <laughs> 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 <Yep. laughs> hats and helmets. And <laughs> yep. Pretty that's much. Cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. great. I think it's really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, wow. Is he going to like oh. the quarter horse Congress and things like that? Does he do that whole quarter horse? Thing?
0: Um, no, he does a lot of, I mean, he has all quarter horses, but. He's comes from really like the ranching world. So he doesn't, he, he doesn't really do the competition kind of stuff. He's just, he grew up working cows and, you know, being kind Mm -hmm. of a day, yeah, day worker on a ranch. And just has like really, um, you know, just learned a lot about horses through that. And he also really is inspired by um, Buck Brannaman. And okay. has kind of followed his whole horsemanship journey. And um, he's just really talented and really good with the horses. That's awesome.
2: I love it. Yeah. That's really cool. I yeah. think that's fantastic. It's kind of nice, too, as you guys are in a competition. You have, like, complementary type of businesses and stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, really cool. totally. And now, are you? Yeah. do you stay in Texas year-round? Or do you still go back to California in the winter? or what's-
0: No. Yeah, I travel a lot. <laughs> So I typically, I'm really only in Texas when it's off season and my horses are on vacation. Oh, wow. Any other any other time, I'm somewhere else. Whether you know, it's 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 almost always California. Um, I went out to the East Coast a little bit last year to do Fair Hill, um, and I'm most likely going to go out to the East Coast this fall, um, mm-hmm. and because I'm already going to be hopefully halfway there. I'm planning on going to the AECs and then just, I'll just go the rest of the way to the East coast. So I'm not afraid of going either way. I, you know, but it's kind of being in the middle of the state you can choose, but I, I really love the, um, California community and Tammy has taught me so much and so thankful for to heather who introduced me to that whole community out there too so
2: yeah, yeah. We gotta get heather on something yeah, i know yeah, we,
1: we do we i need, was yeah. thinking that too
2: <clears throat> yeah we use some connections to get yeah
1: heather. i know we need some.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so now you're also a member we mentioned it at the at the intro that you're a part of the u25 the under 25 training list so mm-hmm. um 2020 has been kind of obviously everyone knows it's been crazy and i've mentioned on the show a couple times how i feel really bad for people that maybe this is their first time on the training list and you know because of the everything being such a stoppage but could you tell us a little bit about the the process was different this year for for getting on the list you were kind of like pre-selected and then you had to like try out so can you tell us a little bit about that can you tell us about how things have been going with that if there's been any uh or if there's anything scheduled for you guys?
0: Yeah. So yeah, the process was different this year. We, you know, you kind of sent in your applications and they, um, came out with this pre-selected list that they said, you know, we're going to come have kind of an evaluation of each rider. And, um, Leslie came out and watched us all ride. And it was kind of a a cool process because you basically went out and warmed up and rode how, you would always ride without him saying anything. And then you, after you kind of did your thing, you'd come in and tell him and the group of other riders that was with you, why you warmed up like that, why you rode like that, what your horse felt like all those things. And then he'd kind of give you the rest of the time, a little lesson and talk to you about how you can maybe improve some, some things and what you did good and all, all those things. And it was, it was a really cool experience and I think it's a cool way to select a list cuz you know it's you get to see what everyone knows and how they warm up their horse and just tons of different ways of riding and training and being better so it it was a really cool process. Awesome. And yeah and since the evaluation you know <laughs> obviously with the no no showing or anything but They've been they reach out to all the riders and um I called Leslie the other day to talk about a fall kind of schedule and it's been as as good as it could be with nothing really going on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: right. Normally there would yeah. be a few training sessions or a few competitions that they would you know, mm-hmm. be able to coach you at and so forth. So yeah. so I guess it was still kinda of up in the air because uh, you know, things are still so is Wishy Washy a professional yeah. enough yeah. broadcaster <laughs> <laughs> now is this your first time on making one of these lists or have you done that before yes
0: no my first first time so I'm very and excited
2: so you're u 25 so you're under 25 how how old are you if you don't mind me asking I I'm get 24 you should ask that question but I get in trouble and so that gives you one more year I guess of eligibility mm-hmm. uh, for the 25s and yes. then hopefully you can make the big list so which well, yeah. is man, oh man, that's exciting! And last year you came to Fair Hill, like you said, and you had a pretty good showing at Fair Hill. Was that your first time at Fair Hill?
0: Yeah, it was, and it was it was such a good experience. I was really, really happy with how it turned out, and you know, I I had it in my brain that if I was going to go all the way out there, I was really going to try and be in that top section, and end up getting seventh place, which I was super happy with especially first time going out there and um my horse mo is such a he's such an honest guy and i really had a a really fun time
2: gotcha and tell us about mo what type you mentioned him a couple times what now what type of horse is he and what's uh what do we need to know about him
0: he's an 11 year old Oldenburg. um he is a reject dressage horse so (laughs) he kind of couldn't make it at the super upper, upper levels of dressage and got a lot of anxiety in the dressage rings. And so they kind of tried to find a new job for him. And he was actually at, um, Stefan Peter's barn in California. And, um, they reached out to Tammy saying, Hey, we've got this horse. He needs a kind of new path in life. He's a little burnt out on dressage. And I was looking for a horse at the time. And Tammy called me and said, I've had this horse in the barn for a week. You have to come try him. Like he's a really cool guy. And I flew out there like within the next two days and it's been history ever since, and he's, you know, didn't have any eventing training and, but he really has proved himself and loves this sport and is shockingly fast. He has almost no blood in him. <laughs> he is not, he should not be as fast as he is, but he really tries and wow. he's a good boy.
2: So. Gotcha. Wow. How about that? And now did you, how now? How long have you had him and, and how, like was he, I guess he had jumped a little bit maybe before you got him, but how was that like?
0: Process? Yeah. So I guess I, I guess I got him probably, uh, in the beginning of 2016. Um, and, Tammy had started jumping in and was kind of had him in jump training. Um, and then I bought him and just continued that training and,
2: Wow. So yeah. Picked up. So four years and boom, here we are. Boom. Taking seventh at Fairhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is fantastic. And I love the fact yeah. that you like you really didn't start eventing until you said, I think, what do you say, 14, 15? You
0: Yeah, yeah. I definitely got a late start in eventing. I didn't really even know that world existed and until I kind of went cross country schooling for the first time. Um, just at like a little local show in Texas, and I totally fell in love and dove headfirst into the whole eventing competition world.
2: Wow. So. Ago, she's on the U25 list. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now, is there quite a bit of eventers in your area or are they kind of sporadic?
0: Yeah, there's um, mostly in the Dallas Fort Worth area okay. is where like, they're kind of all centralized around. Cause there's a, there's uh, a few events out there that are easy to get, you know, traveled to um, Texas is just—it's such a huge state. I mean, I'm in Midland, which is five hours from Dallas, oh,
1: wow. mm.
0: and Jeez. it's Dallas. Dallas is in the you know the middle of the state, so you got a lot more driving to do even to get mm. past Dallas. So, um, but there there are quite a few inventors out here, and um it's a it is a a great community, and they've they've got good shows um not a ton at the upper levels, so that's why you have to travel to one of the coasts to once you've gotten kind of above intermediate mm. um, but still a good community and lots of people out here
2: cool well, see that's the thing we need to we need, we're trying to we're trying to grow the sport our whole mission is grow the sport, you know get more people into it so Maybe maybe uh, we start getting some events your way. Get build it up. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, people yeah. like you in your areas kind of grow. Maybe get some kids in for training. And you do you do teaching at your place too? Yes, I do. Okay, and event training yeah. or is it mostly like jumpers and dress out or people actually? Um, there's
0: there is event training, but there's only like one place to school and it's very it's kind of small jumps and everything so you kind of go you kind of go play over the cross-country jumps and but mainly really focus on you know arena work and getting that good and if you want to travel for a weekend to go school somewhere a bit bigger you can but yeah I've got a few students It's not I don't have a massive business but I also am really focusing on my riding right now and I and I do travel a lot so it is hard to have a lesson program when you're gone six months out of the year you know yeah
2: right, so.
1: right. <laughs> wow.
2: that's neat that's interesting i i just
1: i was just thinking we're spoiled i we mean she spoiled. was saying you have to uh take a weekend to go school someplace like right. with higher jumps yeah you know we're just we have fair hill like Ten minutes down the road. So Yeah, that (laughs) is nice. Oh goodness. So Megan, we are going to play quick fire questions.
2: Quick fire questions.
1: All right. So you've heard the show, so it's five just silly questions and you can answer them as fast or as slow as you want. Toughies. Yeah, right. (laughs) So who was your favorite rider growing up? Oh geez.
0: I I just so admired my trainer Heather Morris. Like I thought she was such a boss. like she could get on any horse and just make it look so good and never missed a distance. I think I've still never seen her miss to a jump in my lifetime. And I think just getting into eventing so late, she was really just the one rider that I super always looked up to. That's and awesome. just aspired to be so.
1: That's pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. Love it. All right. Do you have any hobbies outside of horses? Um,
0: not really. Mainly, <laughs> mainly <laughs> family, family and friends. Um, my husband and I just got a a little niece, and we're obsessed Aww. with her, and spend a lot of time with her, and so. Just family and friends, and I, I like to work out, but that's about it. Other than that, it's all all
2: horses. No business. No business. Just a busy driving places.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you could not event, what discipline would you be doing?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm really obsessed with vaulting.
1: Oh, oh wow, that's cool.
0: I would. I would love to try that. I think it would be so fun. And just something so different, because it's really all about doing just something crazy on top of of your horse. So I think that would be just so fun to try and do. But a a riding sport, I'd probably do dressage. I do love dressage. Gotcha.
2: Awesome. I like that vaulting. That's the first for vaulting. Yeah, that is the first. I like it. You know who used to vault? <laughs> That'd be just so Doug cool. Doug Payne was a vaulter.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep.
2: Really? Yes, he was. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you can <laughs> get some pointers from Doug. He's been there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, do you have any good luck or superstitions before you go out cross country?
0: Oh, I used to have a ton. I used to, like, if I had a good run, I wouldn't take the penny number out of my penny holder so like I would have like 20 numbers in my penny holder at one time and I just always thought you had to keep your good pennies and um I only wore one pair of socks on cross country day and kind of all those I I don't do as many of those anymore um but my best friend Kalana Smith and I kind of have a a tradition, I guess you could say, maybe not a superstition, but I get very, very serious before I go out cross country. Like, I probably have like a death stare. It's not <laughs> cute. And she always, to make me laugh and kind of just get me out of my funk, she always, she probably doesn't want me telling you guys this. She always tells me that um, I look fat in my white pants and she can <laughs> see my cellulite. <laughs> she goes, he, I'm like walking down the Starbucks. So I was like, Megan, I go, what? He goes, I can see your cellulite through your white pants. You mm. better get that together. <laughs> and I, it always, it always makes me smile and gives me a little time to like take a deep breath before mm. I go off the Starbucks. That's just kind of the friend, the friendship we have though. And then I also Heather Morris always comes to my big events and when I need to really pay attention, she, Gives me a little smack on my leg and says, get it together, girl. And then I go out the start box. So those are kind of my weird little traditions That's that awesome. always get me pumped up for
1: cross country.
2: So. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Hey, Lana, what a character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's a hoot. <laughs> All
1: right. Last question. If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be?
0: Um... I've always really wanted to ride Vallegro, mm-hmm. yeah, the dressage James. horse, Charlotte oh, yeah. Jordan's dressage horse. My husband and I are obsessed with that horse. I can't even tell you how many times we've watched on YouTube his dressage test. <laughs> we just love that horse. So, definitely that guy.
2: Excellent. Answer. Yeah. Excellent. Answer.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I'm with you.
2: <laughs> so is that it?
1: That's it. She oh, passes. A, a plus, plus, plus plus. Well done. <laughs> Holy smokes! Yay. We haven't had an A plus,
2: plus in a solid week. Cam. One week. <laughs> One week. <laughs> Excellent answers. Oh
1: good. So, Megan, do you have any advice for riders trying to make it in the sport? Um.
0: Yeah. I think just making sure you take your time and really spend the time to develop really good basics and a feel when you ride and not comparing your timeline to all the other people out there, especially young riders. I think definitely my own experience is I really tried to rush to make a goal of young riders. And I think I skipped a a lot of steps and, now I've worked really hard to kind of go back and develop those basics. So I think, you know, just really taking your time and making your own timeline and making sure you and your horse have a good relationship and you'll make it a lot faster, the slower way. I know everyone says that, but it's definitely true. And so that would be my advice.
1: Good. Great, Great advice. advice. Excellent.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Advice. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so me, I make up. him
1: notes and he gets lost. Get <laughs> no such thing. No such
2: thing. Dramatic polls. Dramatic polls. So, hey, as we want things down, we always like to find out about sponsors and who's behind you and all that type of stuff. So who do you, uh, what type of sponsors you have and anybody you want to recognize?
0: Yeah, um, I love all my sponsors. I'm sponsored by Equaclean Wipes. Hangry Mare Bonnets, uh, Professionals Choice, MDC Stirrups, uh, and Deco Pony. Um, I also want to thank my marketing company, Intrigue Marketing. They're, they've been awesome at helping me kind of grow my business and my brand. And I also want to thank my husband and my parents for supporting me and Brian and Kaylin Wallace, who are my business partners and helping me grow my line of horses and make this dream really come true. So those are all my supporters and sponsors that are awesome. Excellent.
2: Excellent. excellent list.
1: I got to look into this hangry mare, hangry mare, (laughs) hangry, hangry mare bonnets. (laughs) They're awesome. They really
0: are. She's a, she's a one woman show that create, like she makes the best bonnets they super fun colors. They fit the horses. Awesome. I really love hangry mare so. Very cool. awesome, awesome. <laughs> and a fun name.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> and, and we look forward to seeing those imports that you get. That'd be kind of yeah. fun to see what you get and get in the sales. Yeah. Business, so I guess we tell yeah. people to just keep an eye out, watch this space for uh, yeah for sales horses.
0: Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Hoping to get, um, a few kind of youngsters going and, um, I'm excited to work my husband with them, get them, you know, nice and trained and ready for their next owner to go be a awesome eventing superstar. That's so. awesome.
2: So she gets them in and they're really, really good. And I she's like, Hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, right. Can, I <laughs> Can I keep this one? <laughs> Those business partners are going to be like, wait a minute. Uh, where, where's the money? Making the start, yeah. <laughs> I you say. if you want to be a millionaire in horses, start with three. Yep.
1: So. <laughs> All
2: so right. how, how do people follow along? The website, the social media handles. What do you got there?
0: Yeah. Um. So I'm on Instagram at classics underscore eventing. Um. Got a website. It's classicseventing.com. Facebook classics eventing. I've got a blog on wordpress that's classic classics of venting as well so all the things all the things
2: <laughs> yeah and intrigue they did they, they reached out they helped uh, align us, get us all lined up with those interviews so that was nice to those guys so shout out to yeah intrigue marketing right yes yep awesome awesome very cool so hopefully we can work with those guys in the yeah, future too absolutely so. karen was this yeah, awesome or this what? is great i love yeah. getting to know the the people that we've never met you know, so this is great. And uh, hopefully when you come back east, we'll, we'll try to catch up and say hello and snap a selfie with her. Oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being our guest. This has been our, our pleasure. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Thank you, guys. It was so much fun. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. To learn more about Major League Eventing, go to MajorLeagueEventing.com and join our mailing list to get all the Major League Eventing updates. Cheers.